Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Saving this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. As we all probably know by now, uh, Cody's been putting in some work, so uh, I figured I'd lighten the load and kick this one off here. Episode 54, um, going to be a good one, I hope. Yeah, going to be solid. Uh, it's going to be way better than the weather outside. <laughs> right. So if you're in the Midwest or, I don't know, we got 13 inches of snow here. I don't know what Galesburg got, probably close to that. Yeah, 13. Man, it's freaking ridiculous. They got us working nonstop. This will be the earliest release podcast we've ever done. Right. We're recording it like hours before we release it. <laughs> so be fresh. This will be fresh. You guys won't have to listen to the four-week-ago podcast. Right. So, um, Kicking off here, before we get too far into anything, uh, dude, I was listening to Steve Stoltz episodes. Yeah. Those are sick. Yeah, those are good. Uh, Steve Stoltz has got so much knowledge. If you guys haven't had the chance to listen to those, go back, check them out. Um, we even covered late, real late season calling. Yeah, you know. So, um, and then we hit you with the listener episode, and uh, Mark's got two bucks down yeah, as of now. now. Um, he's trying to hone in on. And then how many has he helped for friends? Six. Oh yeah, he's six got now? all kinds of people on. Yeah, a couple on of bears. Big bucks. 
Yep. Yeah, that guy's four. I think four or five bears. Yeah, that guy's solid. Uh, man. Four or five out of six people, six or seven people. So high success rate there. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron, uh, he got a buck down since we talked to him. So I yeah. uh, just wanted to recap that nice there. Nice public ground buck, solid. Yeah. So, what's the word on your brother? Um. You're going to go late season I mean, with him? I should take him out right now. Yeah, you should take him out right now. Be like, dude, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it's The weather's be actually not that bad. The wind ain't bad. No, it's sunny. Yeah, it, yeah. It's probably like high 20s, which is pretty nice. Right. Like, it's a perfect night to go hunting. But Right after a storm, like, you know, they weren't yeah. moving much. They then, were move, uh, there was a fawn that I seen today at work, the smallest fawn I've ever seen this late in the year, and it was just standing, like, had no idea what to do. It, it was in belly-deep snow. Dang. It's the smallest fawn. I've, like, it barely had spots. Saying, no no mom with it. So I was like, man, that thing, I could have chased it down. That's how bad it's snowing right now. Yeah. So they're uh -oh. desperate. So getting into it here, uh, we are presented by Veteran Innovative Products. It's the, the VIP Veteran Innovative Products is the title sponsor of this podcast. Uh, let's give the VIP the shout out for putting down your buck. We'll continue the story, but uh, it did its job there. Yep, yep. Um, and it, then the endless amount of deer that's on social media right now is just insane that the deer's putting, or the veteran's putting down. So a lot of bucks, man. It's been putting down a lot, a lot of, bucks. of bucks this year. So A lot of bucks. His highlight, highlight reel this year is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I haven't made it yet, so <laughs> I got to work on that. But This week's VIP veteran broadhead shout-out is Jay Fouts. Jay is an Air Force veteran, and uh, that's all we got as far as information from him. So, Jay, we appreciate your service uh, in the Air Force, and um, glad you made it all safe, man. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Appreciate you. Um, Air Force, uh, any any job there, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he's like you. If you even if you're like fueling helicopters, that's a pretty badass job. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so. But yeah, thank you from uh, White to Legacy podcast crew, family, and the VIP family, and Cindy and Matt. All right, let's get into ECW calls. So we will release the Mr. Freeze podcast the week after this. I'm sure there's a ton of people. I already got messages like, when is it going to go? When is it going to go? But we got to go in order. And we want to share your story, your buck, before mine. And we're working in with, with kids, so... We like to release one a week. <laughs> right. So you guys are just going to have to set on the back burner. But with the ECW call, I did hit two grunts right before Mr. Freeze did come in. I was actually grunting at another buck. I don't want to ruin the story, but uh, I don't know if I called him in or if he was just working that way, but he was definitely nose down when he crossed the fence. So Either way, that ECW call at least didn't spook him yeah, off. Either way, yeah, he was within 80 yards when I blew it had to be so um i want to i want to think that he came over to investigate from that but i don't know so i can't 100 percent say but it it you know it did its job and it, it made that other buck interested enough to stay around for a while and then maybe pulled in almost a 200 inch deer right so we're on the fence of the 200 right so, now we don't know uh good good volume out of that and yeah. you know good sound let's get into ingram here man yeah uh, oh god 
I, I just want to get into like it's funny how the last episodes we were like oh we got a buck there for sure <laughs> right and now we now we have two deer there and then your brother-in-law took a deer there and yep. he's just getting swamped man. i know i was say i just wanted to hit on a couple of deer that were in his rack pile yeah uh he's got a triple main beam buck there yeah and then he's got just a massive um that 10 it's, it's not palmated but it just it's looks heavy. like baseball bat like yeah. a wooden baseball bat it's like a it's a clean like Almost one seventy ten point. Yeah, with not time, with not a lot of time. No, left, you know what I mean. So no, just like probably twenty four, twenty five inch beams and and I mean they're just mass. around round. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty impressed with that. Um, and he's got that super clean eight. That's probably in the one sixties. Oh yeah, just a clean eight with giant brows. Giant brows. So yeah, that was a sick buck. So a lot of people trusting Ingram to to uh, bring their mountain back to life. Yeah, he was, well, he said he got 14 for a shotgun season. And then he said the 13th was off the chain. November 13 was off the chain for people bringing in bucks and people. That's or a day and I shot his, mine. And his trail cam. So, and, and his buddy's trail cam were off the chain. And that's when Mr. Freeze showed up, was on the 13th. Mm. And G2 buck. Morning, that morning. That night. That night. Yeah. And, well, yeah. And then. I told I talked about that like in a past episode. I was like, I think it would be cool because he writes all that down. If we could get him on and just be like, November thirteenth, five bucks came in, or, right? You know, and then like we're like, well, what was the diff? What was different on November thirteenth? Was it a weekend? There's a lot of people hunting, or was the weather really good, or you know, something like that? I think that would be a kind of a cool podcast to see why were the deer moving? Why were the big deer moving that you know that day to be able to that many people be successful? You know? Yep. So getting into scentlock. We got a bunch of stuff to cover for Scentlock, but I just want to say that I'm blown away by that tactic suit. How, like, I know it says mid-season. Mm-hmm. I know I'm layering underneath of it, but for it to be able to hold that moisture off when it was snowing real hard on us that day, yeah, and then just holding the wind off, I mean, like, the only thing that ever gets cold on me is my toes. Right, yeah. You know, so, and Scentlock doesn't have anything for that. It socks, but that's it, so. I would say they they say that that mid season suit is good for um, for forty to sixty degrees, and I was wearing it early season uh, with just you know an Under Armour base on it, and I was perfectly fine. Yeah. So. And I like it. Like I got a little large, mm-hmm. and uh, it still has enough room for you like to get stuff underneath of it, but it's not like one of those jackets that you wear that's so bur- bulky that you can't get your safety harness like on and be comfortable. Yeah. Because that's one one thing like I kept telling homie i'm like when it's cold you need to like stand up and draw and like make sure you're still fluid because you sat there for a while and i always feel fluid in that jacket when even when i wore like a heavy like a timber fleece i was didn't feel like i don't know if the jacket has like stretch to it like the material has stretch to it or if it's just a lighter i think it has a little bit because the inside of the jacket's kind of a mesh i think it has some stretch to it that helps so definitely check out um, their gear. Their gear is top of top of the line. Yep. So on this episode, uh, we have the heater blaring. By the way, um, on this episode, we're just going to kind of recap our first part of November rutcations. Um, somebody had a baby, so we're just going to kind of run through that and uh, get everybody up to date. <clears throat> so I started my rutcation. Uh, November 1st, 
got off work, decent time, and went. Cody and I both went and hunted um, his lease, and I I had a doe come in uh, about 33 yards, but she just she needed four steps, and then I'd have been able to to you know get her in the shooting lane, and uh, you know she just kind of worked off the opposite way and never gave me a shot. Uh, did, do you remember what you seen that night? Nothing. Didn't see nothing. Didn't see a deer. Um, remember I told you that. Oh, spot, you did all day sit. Yeah, all day sit and seen nothing in the evening. Right. Uh, oh no, 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 no. That was the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah I seen I seen a shooter on the first. Yeah. Come off of the neighbors because I, I was gonna come join you, but yeah. then I was like, ah, I don't want to. You know, there's yeah. something close. I seen a shooter on the north come off the neighbors. Seen a ton of does in the morning. Nothing in the evening. Probably like twelve does in the morning i passed uh a decent eight pointer and uh god dude it's crazy i grunted at him and he went directly downwind like didn't even play around like ran out 80 yards circled in 20 yards directly downwind licking his nose all, the whole nine yards i'm like man this deer is gonna bust me but i think since i'm on that ridge and he was lower i was blowing over him mm-hmm. or the scent lock was really doing its job but like i told you i feel like when you have so many layers on because i wear an early season scent lock suit and a, a mid-season scent lock suit and then plush a bunch of layers yeah, underneath that right. and then i'm ozone and everything so i don't know i still don't think i think it's i think it gives you more time on the deer you know i don't think you can 100 percent, you know clear everything yeah clear everything because of my backpack all my camera gear you know stuff that i not wasn't running yeah is, you know but yeah Cleared it, uh, had a doe come in, skyline me. She was there for a long time. Um, just like Steve was saying, like, you feel like a deer, a deer blowing could ruin your hunt. Mm-hmm. I bet you she blew 15 times, like, just blow, blow. And then she just hung out there. Like, she couldn't figure out what I was. She just seen something, and then she just, she didn't take off. She just hung out for, like, ever feeding Jeez. after she's blowing. And then that buck came in. Maybe thirty minutes after that, but it was the craziest thing. I had all that, all them does, and not one buck fall on any trail behind them. But that's a whole another topic. We yeah. talk about this rut. It's just oh. was it was the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, for for big deer activity, like like the two and a half and three and a half year olds were all over. They're all over, but the big deer just even the trail cams, man. Even yes. the trail cams were just nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're lighting up the scrapes. Yeah, um, lighting up the scrapes. I mean, but just not, yeah. not daylighting at all, or yeah. even interested in anything. No, the only one we had daylight was G two mm-hmm. on the third when it was like forty and pouring down rain. Yeah, like Amos just went to fresh, freshen that scrape up that that morning when it was raining. So we get done hunting, get back to the truck, we leave. And I get a flat tire. Literally just started my rutcation, and I started off with a deer that I couldn't shoot because it didn't come into the shooting lane. And then I get a flat tire. So got that changed. And then um, did you work Friday? I, uh, I think you. I think you did. I think I did. Yeah, because I didn't hunt. Um, wife said we got a bunch of stuff to do. Uh, we had a C-section scheduled for the fourth. What was the date on that? The second. Second? No, I worked, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I had to choose between hunting Friday or hunting Saturday, which I chose Saturday because we we're going to have to get up early, get to the hospital on Sunday. So I was like, oh, well, 
if I get up early to go hunting on Saturday, it'll feel like I'm sleeping in on Sunday, kind of be a head start on getting up with the baby and everything. So Friday, I did all my dad's stuff, um, got last couple things rounded up. And then Saturday, I went hunting and I went to the Burlington piece and sat in the buck nest. It was, I could, I was just walking in that morning and I could just feel it was going to be good. Um, and <clears throat> had does, two does come in on me and they bedded downwind at like 28 yards. Bedded. I'm like, oh man, I mean, good. Just a doe and a yearling. Were they in that little draw? Yeah. Do you think you're blowing over them or do you think? So I had a perfect wind, which is not usually the case when I hunt there. And they were on that hillside of that draw that I was blowing down into where no deer usually are. So then my, then my wife starts texting me, oh, I'm kind of going into labor. I'm going to call a doctor. I'm like, okay, let me know. Doctor's like, you can wait it out or you can come in now. I'm like, all right, so we're waiting it out, right? You know, I got deer right here. And she's like, no, we're going. I was like, oh, I mean, I'm st- I am still got to drive all the way back here, get all the stuff packed up. <clears throat> I literally put my camera away and getting ready to, like, un- unstrap my safety harness from the tree. And then I hear, like, a, do- or a deer jump up from the trail up to the ridge at 20 yards. And... So I look and it's a buck and it's a decent, pretty decent buck. And he's looking right at me. I'm trying to, I'm facing the tree, trying to grab my bow, cross my body and bring the bow between me and the tree and turn around at the same time. And then he starts walking down the trail right into my shooting window. I come to full draw and I was like, it's not a giant. I mean, if it was a giant, I'm sending it, but on a, on a solid, uh, probably three and a half year old, um, I think nine pointer is what he was. Didn't get a super good look at him, but I was like, man, I cannot like, just like, it's not worth doing all this or having you telling you, Hey, I shot this deer here. You're going to have to track it for me. I'll go to the hospital. (laughs) Right. I'd have been there. (laughs) So I did come to full draw on the buck, but decided to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. So, get home, we go to the hospital, we have the baby on Saturday at one fifty-two, one fifty-eight in the afternoon. Healthy boy, and then I was pretty much out of commission until Wednesday. We come home from the hospital Tuesday, Wednesday, got settled in, had a baby appointment with our personal doctor, Thursday... We, you're on, you took three days off or Mm -hmm. them two days and we hunted up at the North corner and we had the, yeah, we had that one decent, 130 maybe. What do you think? One high 125? Yeah, 125. I mean, he was a decent eight. Uh, I told homie, I said, you can shoot him if you want. I'm passing. (laughs) We'd, uh, decided to pass on that deer. Had does feeding in the field right by the road at like 11 Midday, o'clock. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Um, um, and then they come in right by us. Yeah, they came in right by us. Um, and then we had that two small bucks cruising early in the morning. Yep. And that was it. Uh, that, the standing corn is what killed us this year. That's the only thing I could think of is I had like 
300 acres of standing corn 80 yards from my best rut area. And literally the day that they picked that corn, my trail cam was just like doe, doe, doe. My mobile cam all day, does. Because you said there's always been a lot of yeah, does on the property. Yeah, there's always been like 12, 15 does. And, and this year there's like nothing. Yeah, there's and no we're does. hunting yeah. and we're running cams and we're not getting very many does. I'm like, where are all these I does I think they're at, either in, I don't know if they're in the corn, but I feel like they're just hugging the very north side. They were or bedded right close yeah. to it in that grass right there that little remember i told you like that old road that's not a road anymore that's all grown up mm-hmm. it's a perfect bedding spot and they just pop that little hill and right there in the feed field so i think they're right a lot of them were hanging in that area and not using the bedding area because remember i told you what the does are going to do no doe did that this year right no do- well i take that back a couple did when that small buck was bumping her that morning that we seen mm-hmm. went right in there but no no like 10 does doing the same thing right you know like all going in the same area but so then on friday the 9th uh i hunted the i hunted the honey set yeah that was friday and no that was that was the morning that was thursday mm-hmm. yeah because friday i left yeah, you hunted the morning though. Oh yeah, yeah. You hunted you hunted the honey set in the morning. I hunted morning? the honey set in the morning. I thought you went to the north. No. No. That was on that was the eighth. Okay. That, that might have been the eighth because yeah. um I, I don't think I hunted that afternoon. There was one afternoon. No, yeah, eighth you didn't. Yeah. That's the day that I go ahead with yours and then I'll I'll no. <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. just so well, I was gonna move on to the ninth. Yeah, so the seventh I did an all day. Then the eighth, I did an all day. Maybe I was a day the, ahead there. Maybe yeah. I hunted. Yeah, we set, come home Monday because I'm I was a day off. Yeah. So yeah. we come home Monday. Tuesday had a baby appointment. Wednesday we yeah. hunted together. Wednesday morning, I took Wednesday, Thursday, evening. Friday, Monday off I with say, the I weekend. So Wednesday I hunted all day. We hunted all day together. Yep. Thursday I hunted all day deep at the deep acorn stand, and then literally <laughs> I hunted all day right, and I seen two shooters at night late like. Right, 10 minutes from last light. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally, my, my mobile cam is five yards from my tree stand. It was right yeah. where I shot my buck last year. It's just, and we've got a ton of buck pictures there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like to use it to go in this bedding area. And 10, 15 minutes after I'm out of the stand, just get to my truck, I get a picture of an eight with like a four-inch drop tine. That's probably... Mid 130s, 140. I'm like, man, I probably would have <laughs> shot that if I was sitting there. Real heavy. Um, I mean, that stands deep. I can't believe as the time as deep as on it is, the camera yeah. how he missed you and you missed him. I mean, obviously you might not have seen him, yeah. but he might have seen you I or think, heard you. I think that's one of the bucks I might have seen come out and then was circling back. Mm, yeah. Went Could out be. and checked that bedding area where the does normally are and then cut back in to go back out and hit that pinch where Mr. Freeze was at. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, so the ninth, I don't know where you hunted in the morning. I hunted the back. You hunted the That's back again. That's where we again. moved the stand. No, I hunted the, the shotgun stand. Oh, and the, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. And then I seen two shooters that morning. Yep. I hunted the honey set. Um, didn't see anything, and then which is insane to me because that buck that the neighbor shot is bedding right in there mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, and yeah. the, the trail cam picture just. That's like the most unpatternable spot ever. And it's kind of in the center of a timber, but the sign, if you literally walk through there with no trail cam picks, you would be like, oh, you have to sit here every day of the rut. Yeah. It's just insane. And 
there was only G two buck daylighted on the third, and that yeah, was all daylight. That's the only daylight we got. Right. Everything else is in the morning. Other, going, than, other than does. Yeah, going and small bucks, a couple small bucks. In yeah, the but no, no shooters in the daylight there. The sign is just off the chain. Right. Like, I bet you there's ten tree rubs and. It's the back door of a little bedding thicket. Yeah. And every time I've sat there, I've had deer come out of that. that bedding thicket, yeah. We had that fork come out there. Literally five yards. Yeah. Um, And then, so we, Cody said he hunted the shotgun stand. We moved that stand because you've seen them two shooters. Yeah. Moved it down across the creek. And you're like, dude, you got to sit here tonight. I'm like, man, we down here making all this commotion. That's the only stand that I've seen any rut activity, like... Bumping, oh, yeah. grunting, anything like that that I've seen. I had a, a really nice eight, probably one of the best eights I've seen all year, go through that bottom. And if I would have moved, if my stand would have been where we moved, it would have been five-yard shot, ten-yard mm-hmm. shot. Then I had a really nice, I can't really tell, ten or, yeah, I can't really tell. We got video Shooter. of it. I need to blow it up and look at it. Bumping a doe. I did everything at that buck. I grunted at him. I snort wheezed. I did rat I rattled. I there's no way I could not pull him off that doe. No. He was but he like kept looking over there and he was just so so slow. I think I got like eight minutes of video of him, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's just going like hundred and fifty yards. But I hung that stand because last year I figured out they were using that pinch, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure on where they were using it. Then hun- you're still like a that a pinch is hundred and forty yards from the stand. Yeah, but if they pinch on the other side of the creek, they, then right. they're right there. Yeah. And that's and this their sign on the other side of the creek saying that they they do that. But every time I've hunted there, every time I've hunted, I've only hunted there four times. Every time I've hunted there, I've seen a shooter buck and I shot a buck there this year. Yeah. I've hunted there four times. So yeah, I was just saying yeah. this where the stand was at before we moved it was yeah, it's probably yards. 120 yards from where the bucks were moving. And then, yeah, that's why we moved the stand. Yeah. Um, so we moved the stand. Just literally, you cannot put your arms around this tree. So it no. was brutal it's hanging. Brutal. Um, my foot was pivoting on the on the step. <laughs> like, I was, it was just on the nerve. This, I was underneath <laughs> of it, holding it up. Luckily, we were tied off, or it would have been super dangerous. But. I was underneath the stand holding it with my head pretty much <laughs> off the steps. And homie, it's in a giant cottonwood tree. <laughs> like So I was like, we got to be here, and this is the only tree big enough to get your whole back, you know, where we know the deer are going to be. And still have a good, still be able to play yeah, the wind that, good. Yeah, but that's crazy, like what they say in the rut. We went in there, we moved a stand across a creek. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Backed what, out. 10 in the morning. We cut all the shooting lanes. Yep. I mean, we cut a lot of shooting lanes. Yeah. And uh, actually, had a deer sniff the tree that we cut down. <laughs> this is insane. And uh, I mean, we we made a lot of noise doing that. So you were in there hunting. I walked in. We moved the stand. We walked out. Got lunch. Come back in. Mm-hmm. You come back in. I come back in. Yeah, I went to Missouri. Yeah, I drove to Missouri that right. night. So literally that night on November 9th, damn near had the hunt of my life. Yeah, like three. Shooter bucks, 140s, 150, 10, 150 class 10, um, all within 80 yards. Just hanging out up in this uh, Fighting, little grunting. thicket. Yeah. I mean, so uh, Cody's like, you know, we moved that stand, so the deer's probably going to be go right in front of where the stand was. First deer I seen, uh, two and a half year old, uh, probably right at 128. 
And he just went about 30 yards right in front of where the stand was. I was like, oh, perfect. But then he ended up working both sides of that creek. He eventually crossed, used that pinch on the I other think side, too. I trying to find a doe trail that, or doe yeah, scent that just he, pinched through there. He didn't know where he wanted to go. No, he like, I got 12 minutes of footage yeah. of him. Yeah. And uh, he gets in front of me, 55 yards. I'm not going to shoot him. And he grunts two or three times, and then... He's kind of, you know, head bobbing up in that brush. And uh, then there's a shooter eight, you know, almost high 130s eight. I wonder if that's the same eight I see him for shotgun. It, it has to be because, Tight I mean. And tall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right pretty tall. So that eight comes out of the brush, and um, that little buck didn't want nothing to do with him. And then that eight goes up in the field. I see two deer just running. In the field, a glimpse of them um, looked like smaller bodied. So I'm a guess. I'm guessing it's gonna be a smaller bucks. Head was down, and just smaller body. And then not even five minutes after that shooter eight went up in the field, I just hear two deer just smash together. I'm like, oh dude, it is getting good. And then. Don't forget the butt spike buck. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> um, trying to do an interview, and uh, here comes this monster spike buck. I mean, he is running. Seven-pointer, isn't he? Or yeah. Six-pointer. <laughs> Six right. point, just kickers off spikes everywhere. <laughs> He's technically got like a drop because it comes off the backside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he comes running in. I get the camera on him, and right where we cut that tree down he literally sniffs it's like five yards on that tree yeah. i mean the, the tree's like five inches yeah and just sniffs it does like a couple circles then just keeps on his way so and he come from where the other two smaller deer up in the field did but he come through the timber yeah. right at me that's where they normally come was which is pinch. where you seen one yeah. of the shooters that morning was right there on that landing mm -hmm. 10 yards yeah so he he bumps off, then shooter eight's back, or a different eight, and then he's up there, and... I have a lot of eights on that property. It's just so hard to, like, keep them straight, because there's, there's just, like, there's just like five 128s. <laughs> like, oh, it's an eight. I'm like, well, what one was it? I don't know. It was a freaking eight. Yeah. <laughs> and this deer, I'm, I'm grunting at him, doe bleeding, and... I know he can hear me because he just like kind of stops. But it's too open there, man. That's what yeah, I was thinking when he just loves. They're hugging that thick up there. Yeah, that's when I was that thinking corner. that when I grunted at that buck, that first buck, he hung out there, but like he was just like it's too open. Like I yeah. could have shot him. He's like I should be able to see something down there. It's so it's that yeah, open. You know? I should I I could have shot him. I, I mean I, he hung out long enough for me to do that. Mm -hmm. But I mean it didn't spook him. But he was just like ah there's. Some, I can't see anything, so I'm not worried about it. So this eight, uh, I think it's a second eight, uh, second shooter eight, is just standing there with his head down in the brush. And I've done a couple grunts. I've thrown out uh, two doe bleats. And then he's just like frozen for 30 seconds, and I don't know what he's doing. He's not like trying to look at me. You think there's does in that brush that you couldn't see? I don't know. I'm... Say I don't know if them two deer that I heard fighting were. There had to be a hot doe somewhere. Yeah. Well, there was a hot doe that morning because there was bucks bumping her. I bet that's what that spike come in on. Yeah. Um, 
And then out comes this 150 class 10 at least. So I'm on this 8, and then this 10 comes from the other property. They're not jumping the fence. I, the fence mess in right there at the field. They're just corners. Yeah. Just corners right okay. there. And they're just edging around it. Yeah, okay. It's like the fence is too good. Yeah. It's like they... It's a, it's like looks like yeah. a brand new fence. They're like, I don't want to jump that. Because <laughs> <laughs> where all the deer come in is like where it's down. Like down there. Yeah. The yeah, down they just, flat. Yeah, they just pop out there. So... This whole hunt was just so damn busy. You, all my raw footage, you could have pretty much act like you were just in the tree with me. Like my camera was just running constantly on deer, and this this eight pointer that's up there just picks his head up and is looking straight back where this deer's coming, and then kind of bumps down the hill towards me. I'm like, oh well, he don't want nothing, or maybe he's the one up there fighting. Maybe them two were up there in the field fighting, and he yeah. just got his ass kicked. So now he's you know like, all right, man, you know, I'll give you your space now, and. I'm not kidding you, as liter- literally as this deer is walking into the frame, my fluid head is just losing pressure and goes down. <laughs> and you can just see his the tip of his left main beam in, on the film. And, I mean, it's a solid deer. He comes into that thicket there, and I thought he was working towards me. It looked like the 430 buck, about like that. No, his he was longer. Yeah, Long, longer, more mass. The one that I seen there in first shotgun season was like him with, but longer tines. Yeah, yeah. in a ten. I I think it was a ten, but I couldn't tell, man. Mm. So it's one of those where you pull up, you're like shooter. Yeah, oh, he, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> right. I would say this deer is definitely not not an eight. Yeah. So Cody shoots Mister Freeze, and then I runner like, up ten. No. Okay. Not that man, tall. Man, that buck go. I don't know. Not he he's went. there September twenty seventh, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm rolling out. <laughs> right. I'm hard horn Deuces. with a bunch of does. I'm comely. I'm leaving." So Cody shoots Mister Freeze, and I'm like, "Dude, the way Mister Freeze looks in person, I'm like, I don't know if this is him or not. Like, I really wish I'd have got better." That have you looked at the footage better. again? I have, and, and I don't think it is. You don't think it is? I don't think it is. You can tell because his horns are so dark. Man. Yeah. Like, he's got the darkest horns I've ever shot of a buck. Right. Like, homeboys are pretty dark, but yeah, not not like that. No. We were talking about that. When they get old, older and massy like that, just like that 10 at Ingram, it's just dark, you know? Yeah. And just like that one that Chris shot this year, that massy 10, it's just dark horn. It's weird. And then Mr. Freeze's tines are kind of, you know, they got that off color up mm-hmm. at the top of the tip of the tine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cool buck. so then i had a couple does come in really late and i mean i was just covered up in deer and we just hung that stand literally four hours from Mm -hmm. when i went in to hunt it and there's deer all over didn't pay no attention to me had some key factors that i think um and rut for one Mm -hmm. for two midday move yeah three it wasn't we moved it fat pretty fast yeah. For there's snow on the ground. I think that helps it. Like, I think that helps us a Was ton. there snow on the ground? Yeah. Because there's, there's a ton of snow on the ground that morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I went to I think that Casey's. helps with, like, dragging the noise and... Right. I mean, just... I don't know. I just... It just seems like it Was helps. Was that the morning you seen them six scrapes? Yeah. Just come out of nowhere? Yeah. On that ridge? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a really good hunt on the 9th, and then Cody went to Missouri... 
Yeah, I went to Missouri. So I hunted all day set, all day set, hunt, then hunted till noon, about noon. Then hung a stand with Ryan. I said, you got to hunt here, bro. I said, if you shoot something, I'm going to be in Missouri. So <laughs> so Ryan has, like, the best hunt ever. So I just, like, I'm hanging around outside the lease, like, where we park. Like, okay, it's 5 o'clock. It's going to take me six and a half hours to get down there. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I'm going to just wait until he says he don't shoot anything before I go, you know, just in case I got to drag one out. Because we've already been there. We know what yeah. it's like now. It you you want to shoot a nice buck back there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no does back Not there. Not a very good doe spot. But uh, <laughs> um, on that hunt that I was had there, I didn't know if I needed to have my bow in my hand. I didn't know if I needed to have the camera, the grunt tube, yeah. uh, the can. I mean, I was, it was crazy, crazy hunt. Yeah, starburst. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get a starburst. That's how I seen the first deer. I was like, yeah. ah, I just I had three. I was like, ah, I'll get two more, and then we'll get serious here. Yeah. Turn around to get the snack bag Pfft, buck coming in two hundred yeah. yards away. I was like, geez. Yeah, but yeah, so I drove to Missouri. After homie said that he was he didn't shot anything, and then I get to Hannibal, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy tags. Took me like an hour to get tags. The line was just like ridiculously long, and uh, so I bought my tags. I got down there. It was like, I don't know. It was late. It was like midnight, you know, going club one o'clock, and then we get up. And my grandpa's up early, bro. Like way early. Is he just jacked? Oh, he's just super (laughs) jacked. And uh. My grandma comes in there and she looks around the corner and I'm I just I'm like, you know, wave my hand. She's like, Get up, coffee's ready. I'm like, All right. So I get up. You go, hunted four mornings in a row at this point. Yeah. And, four, and yeah. got three hours of sleep on the third and night. all day sets and just yeah. brutalness. Plus hunting the <clears throat> evening before when I tried to rattle that bucket <laughs> mm-hmm. that I seen cruising. But uh anyways, go to Missouri. Uh we get out to the blind like early. I'm like, man, this is the earliest I've ever been in the blind with my grandpa. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. On the day you could have used like extra 40 yeah, minutes of sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's just super frosty out. And my grandpa's like, he puts uh, that crossbow wax on his zipper. Blind's like the quietest zipper ever. I'm I'm you. I'm ready for like, oh, you know, just ripping. It's just dead silent, and it's like, it's like whispers out there, you know, and. uh he can't hear anything anyway, so I figured, like, it's going to be loud. So we're in the blind, and uh, he's trying to talk to me, and he's talking about, like, this, you know. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I can't hear you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, write it on my phone. So I just wrote it on his phone. <laughs> and then I told Dallas, I'm like, it's heavy frost. I said, 730, we're going to see our first deer. And it was like 728, here comes a doe. And I go, hey, Grandpa, there's a doe. And he goes, oh, where, 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 where? And I go, it's right there. And he goes, oh, yeah, I see it. And then before I even know, he stood up, like, ready to go. And he's like, you want it? I'm like, no, go ahead. <laughs> and he he shoots it, drops it. Got it on film, but we had the camera on the wrong side of the blind, so we had to shift, move over here. Um, free-handed. Free-handed, too. And uh, rifle, so it's the I jolt when the gun goes off, right. you know. But got it on cam, and it was, my grandpa, was he thought it was pretty special. I can't wait to put that hunt together. Just so they can see it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Killer food for my grandma, like unbelievable food. Um, and then uh, hunted hard, two hanging bangs, all day set, one day. Just brutalness, you know. The first day with the dough, you know, we got the dough out and then we cleaned it for him and, you know, hung it up. And then we went out for that evening and we hung a stand. And then the next day, hunted all day, you know, and then. It was 
then that morning we had to leave early, so yeah. we left. And I drove all the way home. My wife was like, I really want to go Christmas shopping, so do you think you could take Monday off? I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> super. I could take that off, no yeah. problem. I got home like 11 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, so I'm like, yeah, I'll take that off. <laughs> so I just hung out with my boys on Monday, and and uh, that, that was my rutcation was yeah. a ton of hours in stand, four shooters total, and uh, just – dry man it's the worst road i've ever had like even for like seeing like no midday movement like nothing no 10 o'clock no after that zip no does no small bucks cruising i mean you see 12 does in the middle of the rut on a day in the morning and you got bucks there in the morning you're like dude something's gonna hit one of those doe trails and you and you sit there all day and not even like a you know forked horn spike finds that trail and it's like oh I feel like so, we're kind of running through this a little fast, and it seems like we're having like an action-packed rutcation. Yeah, man, dude, it was slow. Yeah, like like what I we just one, told you was the only good parts yeah, of it. Yeah, November ninth in the e- November ninth morning and evening in the same spot is that was a highlight, really. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen a lot of deer as far as action. We've seen a ton of deer. Like if you count up the number of deer you've seen, it's I think I was like forty something, mm-hmm. but just wasn't. The deer, you know, or yeah. the the what we we're looking for. I mean, we've seen because we have two, a ton of bucks, but just not. I mean, I don't know. Just, yeah, because we have two two buck tags. Yeah. So I mean, you're gonna pull a trigger on 150. Yeah. Even though Mr. Freeze is still out there oh, running yeah. around. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, plan on. You it's know, not like you were just targeting Mr. Freeze, yeah. and it, that's the only one. I was targeting him mostly, but like I said, if a 150 was there, I knew the stands that I didn't want to shoot a 150 out of, and that's why I didn't hunt them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, until. I thought it was good where Mr. Freeze could show up, but I mean, Mr. Freeze was on, he's on the, all over the cams. So, yeah, I mean, he could have literally the, showed up. He could have literally showed up anywhere. Yeah. He covered the whole property in like an hour. And when in one, middle of the, night. In one of the episodes with Steve, you know, Steve asked why we weren't hunting this buck, even though he showed up in a time that we didn't, never had him on cam before. Because he's so mean, nocturnal, man. Yeah, he was very nocturnal, but all it takes is one thing for him to get up and. You know, I mean, we're hunting him. We're hunting the place that he's at. Yeah, we're hunting the edge. Yeah. But smartly, on the right wind, our access is... I want to get into that in Mr. Freeze. Be- yeah, because on the ninth, nobody had been back that far. No, no one's been back there. That was the first set on that stand since sh- shotgun last year. Right. So, um, November 10th, you're in Missouri. Grandpa got a doe. I hunted the buck nest. Um, I, I can't remember what the wind was. I think it was, I think it was good because I hunted there four times this year. One time, not a good wind. And then the other three, I hunted a perfect wind. So I can't remember. On the not a good wind day, how, what was it like? I think it was the 10th, not a good day. Yeah. Uh, because that's the day I had them two does come in Mm -hmm. and I was worried I was worried that they were going to bust me. Yeah. Didn't bust me. And I was in there uh, sometime late October. Trail cam, pulled the card. Oh, no, it was the third when I was there. Yeah. That was when we were having the baby. I go to put the memory card back in the cam, put it in backwards. Don't ha- I'm in a hurry to get out of there. Yeah. So I was like, to hell with it. I just got to go. So I pulled the whole cam down, got my card out. On the 10th, the morning I went in there, I just dropped it on the ground. Right at the tree that I have had it on. These two does come in, perfect. They get up to the ridge, and 
they Do go they come from the field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's crazy. So right the way I walk in, you yeah. know, but not on, I walk on like the secondary trail. Mm-hmm. They're on the primary trail. Yeah, the main trail, one on, that on comes the, up the ridge. Decide my stands on. goes north. Yeah. So right there they, they, yeah. they cross. So they're getting ready to cross the ridge and I'm like, well, that's over, you know. Uh, hang my bow up. I'm going to get some good footage of them now. I can zoom in, focus, do everything. And then the one doe starts sniffing my trail cam. I'm like, oh, geez, you know, here we go. So I was expecting blowing, all kinds of bad stuff. Nope, just kind of sniffed it, didn't really like it, just kind of bumped back a step or two. And then instead of them going on the far side of the ridge, back to the bedding to where I wouldn't be able to shoot them, they come on my side now. So if you just look at this, it's like a big X is where my trail cam is, and they come on the bottom right, and they went up to the middle, and then they come on the bottom left. So I get the camera over there, I pull back, and I shoot, and it looks like I shot over this deer's back, but I went back and looked at the footage, and I smoked a tree. Or, yeah. or a branch, you know, deflected the arrow. I got down, looked at the arrow, um, or tried to look for the arrow, didn't find it. Got back in the stand for a little bit. Then I got down and really looked for it, found it. Um, broadhead was gone, inserts gone, and my shaft was split for about five inches, just up in the tree. So no blood, no hair, no nothing. Uh, totally missed the deer. And uh, then I had a buck come from where the way the does were going uh, before I got down and ended the hunt. Um, a shooter buck come up right by the trail cam. I wish I would have had the trail cam up now, you know, because I would have yeah. got a picture of him and seen what he really was. Uh, definitely a shooter. And then he just went back the same way. Tried to ground on him, nothing. When he started turning away, you know, he wasn't looking cra- at me. This is the worst year for calling I've ever had, rattling, grunting. Yeah, like Steve said, don't don't call when they're looking at you. So when he started getting, when he was committed to going back where he come from, uh, you know, I hit a couple grunts, didn't even stop. So then Sunday took it off. The 12th and the 13th, we had a baby appointment one day and a mommy appointment the other day. I had to be the driver because mommy couldn't drive. And then the 14th, I'm going to the buck nest, and it's, so I've hunted there three times, the 3rd, the 10th, and the 14th. The 3rd, I told you, I could just feel it going in, it's going to be a good hunt, I had them does, and that buck come in, and then on the 14th, I was walking in, I was like, man, it just feels good again, you know? Mm-hmm. I had the perfect southeast wind, and... Uh, Ton of southeast this year. Yeah. Which Crazy. is perfect there. And I checked the check pull the card, get all set up, had turkeys at like four forty five last light. So I'm like, man, they're close, roosted. And then at like five thirteen that morning, I had a buck on cam. I'm like, it's a decent buck, you know. And uh <clears throat> that was re- that was really I had a, I had a shooter six point. Yeah. Big, big giant six was point. it sausage rolls no shrunk down no this guy so. was sausage rolls was like actually like a 20 pointer but yeah. just had like two tines and then just a bunch of mass frame six yeah just kick everywhere right so this is like a shooter six you know and uh i'm sitting there first light turkeys back on the ridge where deer died they come in work through 
and then had a had a four point or a spike. It wasn't a spike, it, so it must have been a four point. Come in behind me to the left, come in, and I'm like, I'm trying to get the camera on him. I'm up there moving. He's got me pegged. And then he goes downwind, down through the draw behind me, never alerted, never nothing, just was looking at me. And um, finally gets by me, got some footage of him. So I'm sitting there. That was all within the first hour or so. And then sitting there, I'm ready for an all-day sit, uh, packed the food in, you know, I'm ready to go. And Because that's this is usually about the time that, the rut down there is really good. So I was planning Wednesday, the 14th and 15th, sit all day at the buck nest. And about 8.30, just sitting there, and here comes a buck. And he's going to split off of the primary trail there. And he's going to work the secondary ridge to my right. And uh, as soon as I seen him, I'm like, that's a solid buck. And he he's working working towards me, got his head down on just like a, a decent walk. He's not like marching. It's not like he's on a trail of a doe or anything. And he, I ranged this tree over there where my window is and it's 24 yards. So I thought he was going to go behind the tree. So I bumped my sight to like 27 yards and then he's just kind of milling around, milling around. Still can't really get a good look at what he is. And I just know it's it's a shooter, like I'm going to shoot it. So I thought he was going to go behind this tree. Comes back around, and this is totally on the, the backside of like where I had my camera set up so I don't get any footage of this buck coming in. And uh, I come to full draw. And after I messed up on them does, when I hit that branch, I was like, all right, you know, I just need to slow down on my shot, really sink it in, really settle the pin. So I full draw, settle in the pin, and he stops. And I'm not sure if it's between the time I was getting settled and the time I shot, but I sent it, and then as soon as as soon as I shot, I was like, that's back, like just you know, 100%, it's it's farther back than what I want it to be. And his his ass in was probably eight foot in the air doing a, a mule kick. And I was like, wow. Which, you know, where I shot him, I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, he's going to do that. So I was just thinking, I can like see, you know, kind of where the arrow went into him. And it was like, you know, behind last rib, he was slightly quartering away you know, when I'm in the stand, slightly quartering away, and I shot back. So I'm like, okay, maybe it snuck up in there, and it's going to look decent. So I just sit there for two hours. I don't don't tell nobody. I just sit there, you know, kind of down on my shot placement, or, you know, not the shot placement, but where the shot ended up, and didn't, didn't do anything, man. Just replayed it over and over, and uh, finally about 10.30, I... Um, got the group chat fired up and, you know, asked some questions <laughs> like who, who asked it? Well, is a gut shot going to kill a deer? Yeah. A guy who just probably shot a deer in the <laughs> yeah. gut, you know, yeah. damn well, like if you text me and you're, yeah. you're hunting and I'm not, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, it's dead. Just give it time. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the moment, you, you just, 
You just yeah. want you just want to hear from somebody else, you yeah. know. And they're like, yeah, it, it'll die, but it, you're not gonna have a very good blood trail, probably. And uh, way better blood trail wait. than we thought. Yeah. So you called me, and I got. You said go check your arrow out, see what it looks like, and then but don't track it. You know, I said okay, I know right where I shot him. He went down the secondary ridge on the opposite side, not in the draw my sense blowing, but on the opposite side of that. And then those two draws meet, and I was waiting for him to come out there. I can see up on top of the other. I think since you were looking down there is why you missed him bed right there. Because you should have been able to see him bed right there. I don't know. You think he just hung out in that bottom? I think he just hung out in that bottom. There's no blood there, though, like where he stood. Oh, no, no, no. I think he just went and bedded right away. Like. But you could see that from that stand. Because where I was standing, I could see your stance. Could you? He could Damn. see you get down. Damn. Crazy. Yeah, I'd like But I to... think he was looking up from where the leaves were. I think he was looking up the hill. Up the hill. Because that wind was kind of blowing. Mm-hmm. Well, he could win this way. Right. But he was looking up the hill to oh, feel. Oh, gotcha. You know. So in the two hours that the deer, that after I shot that, I just sat there, doe or deer's blowing Twenty right after I... That deer stayed there all day. That deer stayed there all day. <laughs> the one that's blowing stayed there all day. Great. So it was blowing when I got down to look at the arrow, and then um, after two hour or a couple hours, still blowing. Yeah. And uh, when we were down tracking, deer still blowing. Yeah, same spot. So you know, I asked the guy. I said, you know, what do you think about this deer blowing? Is it just this deer I shot, or is it uh, another deer blowing at this dead deer? And like, oh yeah, deer's down. Uh, by this point, I sent a picture of my arrow, and it looked like liver, uh, real dark red. Uh, got a pass through. Uh, thank you, VIP. And uh, I could see blood, could see hair at the shot site. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's it's a lot better than what I was expecting from real time analysis during without the shot. A, without a pass through, you wouldn't. We wouldn't. We got as far as we did, as quick no. as we did, because yeah, we that called, deer bled way too much for that shot you know what i mean like yeah i don't understand what it was bleeding from i'm telling you that the that artery maybe it had to be that artery yeah cut that artery mm-hmm. and it's bleeding out but then the blood dried up too yeah we got three quarters way down that creek draw yeah maybe not like distance but like the route he ran maybe like 50 yards yeah and the blood's just it, it just like it's easy track for 50 yards yeah yeah and just walking just, yeah and then we're like, okay. So um, getting back to after the shot, I back out, waited seven and a half hours. Cody gets off work. Luckily, he drives all the way down. I was, let's state this, I was 40 miles <laughs> further oh, yeah. away than I'm normally at work. <laughs> so he's got almost two two hour drive almost. Yeah. Come down to track a deer that I didn't really put a good shot on. So, uh, he shows up. I'm like, all right, you know, it's been seven and a half hours. We'll go in there and we'll get on something because now it's going to be dark. If we don't find him quick, it's going to be dark. Just like Cody said, he's uh, good blood trail, 50 yards. Now we're down at the creek where I seen, where I lost him, you know, and I didn't see him come out of here. There was one escape route he could have went, which would have been the way, been a big circle from where he come from. So I'm like, you know. We don't see no rustled up leaves. We kind of circled back to the last spot of blood about three different times and didn't see any more blood. We thought he went straight, and then we figured out 
we got like two more drops from like, okay, right. he definitely went this way. Yes. You didn't see him go up the other side. No. So because I can see the top twenty yards of that other so side. So we of the know throw. that he was in this creek, and that's what I was thinking. Okay, walk this creek down. Mm-hmm. But you go ahead. But then I never seen him come out. So yeah. I'm like, he could have just you know made a big circle back to where he come mm-hmm. from before I even shot him. So we're just we're just we're about twenty five yards apart, and you turned and looked at me, and you're like, "Did you smell that?" And I was like, "Yeah, like you could smell deer, dead deer, you know." Yeah. And I'm like, man, we got to be close. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, because homeboy, I, that's how I found homeboy. He was I smelled, I smelled him before I found him. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you kind of jumped across the creek. I'm kind of looking after the last two drops. Mm-hmm. I I would I didn't tell homie, but I kind of like seen some rusted up leaves where it looked like someone something climbed the hill sideways, but. I didn't know. You said there was turkeys over there. Yeah. So I was like, shit, it's probably just turkeys crash. Right. But I was like, I will follow it. And then I followed it up. And um, You're like, hey, man, you know, he's right here. And so I went up there and uh, dead deer, dead dead for probably at least four hours, yeah. um, you know, after we picked him up. So veteran broadhead uh, bailed me out on this one. Um, that's why... That's why I shoot that broadhead, man. That that thing. Yeah. I'm not saying other broadheads wouldn't have done it, but I know this one did, and it made up for my ill place. It reminds shot. me a lot of shot of that that the one that the rival put on that that oh, buck. Yeah. Way back like that, and then mm-hmm. it went like 80 yards. Right. Kind of like that there. I mean, the deer total trail wise maybe went 80 yards embedded. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of gut shot deer do. Like homeboy, he ran until he died. But I mean, he was still 150 yards. But Is that gut shot or liver? It was guts up into lungs. Okay. So yeah, he was quartered and hard. But uh, I mean, I feel like the every back shot deer that I've been on, you find a bed within 100 yards. Where yeah. like, okay, he's bedded here. Even gut shot. Yeah, and I think that people bump them, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, like I told homie when I got there, if you would have told me you hit that deer where you hit it. I would have been in there tracking. Right. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's that's when it's back like that. I mean, it happens. I've I, I've hit does back there like that, and then found them, and I've hit does like that and lost them. And then you're like, what in the heck did I do wrong? It's just, I don't know. It's archery, you know. Yep. It's just hunting, not just archery. It's just hunting, and then yeah. archery adds another level to that. So, so, um, getting dragged out, and you know. I got some sweet pics of the drag out too, but I have it down on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, I got a got a good buck down in the buck nest and uh that was that that number one on my li- on my goal yep. list over there. Yep. So did number one on my goal list. Um pretty proud of that and um it was a good feeling, man. Yeah. Went full send. Yeah, it was a good ending when we when we lost the blood like people tell me all the time i have i don't i have no idea when to stop like i just keep going i just keep going and keep going and i tell people when you quit you've already lost you know as long as you don't quit you haven't lost yeah so like i got to that blood and i'm like oh, it's gonna be, i told homie i said it's gonna be a long night because <laughs> i could just tell it's not you know it's it's not like a, it's not like lung blood or it's yeah. not like I mean, you got a pass through, so you're expecting, okay, if I got up in the body cavity at all, even if I got liver, 
and I got to pass through. This thing should be bleeding mm-hmm. a lot, you know. And when we got down that hill, I was like, okay, I've had it where they don't bleed real good going downhill, but when you go back up, it's good. And then I, like, scanned that hillside. What was hilarious is we were, like, I was, like, 40 yards from that deer Yo, yeah. We for were, a couple minutes, you know. Well, even on the other side, we yeah. should have been able to see him. Yeah. The other side, I, the other side I'm, like, dead eye level with him. Right. And But he just bedded by that log and... He literally just got right up on top of a log, and, and I, th- I think first he was bedded. Up I think on he the was hill. bedded there and then tried to get up. Yeah, and then he it, it was yeah, done. He was done. Um, you know, it felt good to shoot a buck and be able to walk to him after my whole ordeal last year with ghosts. You know, um, shooting him, missing him, tracking him, didn't have much to track on that. And then, you know, now on this one, not not the best shot in the world, but um, lethal. Yeah. And uh, just nice to be able to get on blood and pretty much walk right to him, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, um, we tracked him for, I'm a slow tracker. People tell me that. I But 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, I would say 30. You know, I mean, I mean it's like, I was like, oh, he's right here. If we didn't have to circle back to the blood, yeah. you know, that last spot three times, yeah. and then we found the other two after that, yeah. I mean, it would have been 15, 20 minutes yeah. on a 100-yard, on 80-yard yeah. track, you know? Yeah. So that just felt really good to, to it get really it It really helped done. us out. The, op- the timber was open there, too. Yeah. That helped out a lot. So, yeah, if I was... I was ha- I was proud when we found the deer, you know, I was like, okay, this could have ended a lot worse because I've been there, you mm-hmm. know? And then... You know, I don't want. I don't. I don't like to say people like earned a buck or something. I don't think you can do that. But I mean, we worked hard. You worked hard for that deer, dude. Yeah. I mean, you put in a lot of work. We we went there and prepped. You hung stands this year. We hung a double set there. I mean, the amount of drive time that you have in that deer. I mean, it's like you've got like a minute every inch. In one trip, you yeah, know what I mean, right? That you drove, you know. Yep. So I mean, it's an it's it's an awesome buck that, like you said, the a lot of drama going on that piece right now. Mm-hmm. Chance to lose it. Drama that night. Yeah, drama that night. So I mean, I don't know. It was, I think it was a it's an awesome buck, awesome memory, another bow kill mm-hmm. down. Um, another one. The first one you got to show Aiden. Yeah, super yeah, cool. That was I was uh, I was really jacked up about that. And you know, last year uh, I shot that doe with my bow, and he wasn't really yeah. he didn't know what to think. Which I mean, he's only a year and a half, and first dead deer and first deer he's seen without antlers in person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he really knew like you know what was going on. But this year, man, dude, he was he yeah. was all about it. He's all about it. Yep. That video is hilarious. <laughs> right? It's awesome. So, um, he was he was pumped up, man. Yeah, and we do have enough film to create a story for you guys to be able to to live this hunt with us. That's one thing we're gonna do this year through our videos. It's not gonna be just your normal everyday video. You're gonna be walking through the lives of just some average hunters and not just us walking to the stand i mean right. we're gonna tell a story that's what our main goals is this is what it's really like man i mean and then just to get it done i mean is 
And I mean, there's a lot of people that are hardcore out there, but I mean, 120 plus hours by that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of there's not a lot of guys out there that are doing that. And you know I, mean? I mean, we're working 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah, so. or 100 this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 103 days. Yeah. Uh, so get to close a chapter on that, and you know, cross off the number one goal on my on my list this year so get a get a bump them up and you know one thing you have on your goal list for this year was to soak it in and with waiting all day and you know you're uneasy about it and you're debating back and forth and you're replaying the shot over and over again I didn't really get to soak it in you know because then we we found him we're like well we got to get him out of here before it gets dark it always and is, man. then you know um remember i was telling you like when you get the buck then you're like okay got him let's get him out you know what i mean th- yeah then it's just a hundred mile an hour from that point homie's, on. homie's drag job was it's pretty rough but it wasn't near as bad as mine no so. yeah you you kicked ass on that drag that's for sure but uh i got the dough too so i'm even now Got the dough. Your dough. Yeah. So that's oh. even. That's an even flush. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> even Stevens, right? man. Two, dra- two deer for one. I mean, that's a yeah. pretty good deal. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah, we're just 100 mile an hour, and <clears throat> the only time I really got to soak it in, which I wanted to do, but, I mean, there's stuff you have to do. You know, you have to get it tagged. You have to get it out of the woods. You have to get it gutted. You have to do this. You have to do that. The only time I really got to soak it in was when I was home with Aiden, which, mm-hmm. I mean, was perfect. And, you know, I was glad he, he really enjoyed that and, uh, you know, really solidified my purpose for shooting that deer. And uh, then I, you know, called the locker like, hey, uh, got a buck. Uh, want to bring it to you you know they're gonna cape it he's like well i'd like to have it hot i was like well here we go again on mile an hour again so of course when you shoot a deer and you got you live out of your truck you know on a two-week rutcation Mm -hmm. then you shoot a deer your truck is just obliterated my truck is still obliterated (laughs) i barely i don't have I i got i got all my stuff out of my truck right now where i took my clothes off after i shot mr freeze <laughs> right? are still in the same corner they have not moved <laughs> <laughs> so that so i took thursday off yeah so i got up that uh morning of the 15th i'm feeling good got a buck down made some breakfast uh, did a little house cleaning got everything ready for shotgun and the wife's like well hell you should shoot some deer a little more often i kind of like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah it feels good to get it done, I mean, and not just the amount of work. And once you like get a buck on the ground, I know it's bad. Like it's not that like your season would have been worse if you didn't, but you have, you reached a goal. So then you're like, all right, okay, you know, I'm cool with this being my season. I'm gonna chill back. And I said I wasn't gonna do that this year, but I mean, I'm pretty chill right now. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna hunt. Yeah, and. uh I got some ideas that I want to do. Like, I wish we could go tonight, dude, because I got oh. I got this spot on public. We'd see thirty deer tonight. I, I guarantee it. Like, this this conditions, and we probably see like sixty turkeys too. Oh yeah, they just be feeding out there hardcore. I mean, you get you get thirteen inches of snow down. The beans are covered. I mean, almost. But right. if you got standing corn, and I know where there's about an acre. 
about I don't know, and I mean it's an acre on a five acre field, and then about fifteen acres on a hundred acre field that's standing. Mm-hmm. I mean, with thousand acres of timber right there, all them deer headed right there, man. And that that thing's gonna be yeah. I and know. this is just like I told you. This is when that public gets good because everybody's like, I'm not tracking in that 13 inches of snow right to get in my stand. And this this is it. And it's I think a straight got- west tonight too, which is like <laughs> primo. I mean, I think about it all day. I'm like, dude, I know exactly. I know the tree that I'd be in. I know the exact tree I'd be in. You know, so uh, uh, we need to get the lone wolf out of that. Yeah, double stand. Right. Because um, we're not hunting doubles back there unless it's shotgun and I'm filming you. Or, no. or both season, I'm filming you. But I could just hang, kick you, it back in there and hang it. I wish that tree was about eight inches yeah. less diameter. The camera arm literally <laughs> fits like... An inch and a half a an strap inch left. inch a strap, After yeah. you ratchet it and tighten it up, yeah. you got an inch and a half left. It's I mean, brutal. Oh. Yeah. T- terrible. Yeah. So, I would I Now that I have time to you know sit back, think about my buck getting it done I would have I think I would have regretted passing that deer yeah I mean I think normally I would have but for some reason that morning I was just like I'm I'm gonna shoot this deer a solid buck I'm gonna shoot him and um I, right now I'm I'm happy I did man yeah uh you know little confidence booster get a buck down um go another for- shot you know not like I said, I tell you this all the time, you're still newer to bow hunting. You right. know what I mean? You've been hunting for a long time, but you're newer for to bow hunting. And for killing bucks-wise, just like me, we're still newer for bow hunting. You know what I mean? I think if you get like 10 down, I mean, that 11th one's got to be like, okay, I've done this 10 times. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I feel comfortable, but... I mean, I don't know if it's ever going to get easier, but I feel like you're just going to feel more confident when you're like, all right, I know this is it, you know? Yeah. But right now when it, like, even when a buck was coming in that, like, I thought was on the edge, I'm just like, I just get so jacked, man. Mm -hmm. That's why my bow, like, I put solid shots on stuff, but I don't know. It must just be instinct because I shoot my bow so much that, like, if anything could happen, you know, just like that buck I lost, I mean, it put terrible shot on so. But you, I get super jacked. This year was like even worse because you did. There's so much downtime and stand. When you seen a deer, you're like, oh man, there's a deer. (laughs) Like, like you're imagining deer, and then when you're like, oh man, there is. That's a deer. That's a real life deer, man. I've been sitting here for nine hours, ain't seen anything, (laughs) you know. And stands that are just like the last four years have been fall proof money. Every person that's ever hunted that piece is like, oh, this is a stand to be in. You know, I seen 10 bucks there. You know, I seen eight bucks there, you know. And then yeah. we sat there this year, and it's just like nothing. Nothing. But I got some intel that might have been. I think the neighbor to the north was hunting that north piece. Oh, yeah. He told me that he was hunting it a little bit. Mm. And I know if he was hunting it, and we had a southeast, or we did, we had a north, which we had a lot of during the rut. Whole property's wiped. Mm. And Northwest, whole, he's got some potential, but we got nothing up there. Yeah. And that would make sense why nothing went through there. Where there was, was no one there, there could possibly have been someone there. Right. So I think that could, and then even just walking in there, 
when there's normally no one walking in there, and okay, he's walking in there now. And I wish your neighbors, you never know how they hunt. And really, I mean, that property's skinny and long. He's 300 yards away, maybe. Yeah, just down through it all. Just down through it, you know. So, I mean, 300 yards, a buck's going to win you, you know. So, I think the deer that normally come up out of that draw, like I was talking about, how, Mm -hmm. like, the last two bucks did, they come up and then they work down. Nothing came out of that timber this year. Not one deer. That north stand was the worst stand we have. Yeah. You, the, the hot seat was it's literally the worst, the worst stand, stand. Yeah. A lot of time wasted. We still there. got a stand we haven't set in yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one, you hang a lot of stands on a small piece. We have uh, this also this year, it's a really small piece, and we didn't access 10 acres of it. Yeah. So that's... We didn't and, access half the property. And, I mean, we've had good hunts, and we didn't mess up a giant. Yeah, and we yeah we didn't mess up a giant. So, um, Access, bro. I want to cover that on Mr. Free's podcast, because we were right there multiple times where that deer was oh, on trail cam. Hours. Right there. Hours. Yeah. Kit hunting him. Yes. Hunting the G2 buck. Mm-hmm. And didn't mess him up. And, and the wind, I mean, like, the wind there, remember, it was just like, on that oh. real windy day when I hunted, yep. just swirling. Yep. I'm like, man, I shouldn't even be here, but I feel like I'm good because this draw. And like I said, we did not have one deer come from back there. No. They do not like that open timber, man. Even that fork that come out when we yeah. were hunting, he looked. He went and he fed lo- down there. Yeah, he looked that way. Yeah. Like he wanted to go there, but he ended up he not. He went and fed on some acorns and then was like, oh, I want to cruise this way. Yeah. So. So uh, just to recap this episode, you know. One thing I learned, this is the first deer I've had to, like, wait on mm-hmm. and, like, wait it out, you know. Uh, would have been, no doubt, a no-brainer to wait overnight if it was an evening hunt. <clears throat> and then, you know, if if uh, we went and looked for blood and, we you know, at the 50-yard mark, if we didn't find him... Uh, would have went back the next day and I, I was I said I was gonna hunt you know all day sit again and you know I would have had to break it up and then I would have looked for him after the morning hunt you know and mm-hmm. probably not hunted there in the evening but I would have looked the next day if we hadn't found him so when when you guys shoot a deer man and you're not you don't see him go down or you're not 100% sure just gotta wait that deer's gonna bed down and it's not gonna go anywhere if it dies, it's going to be just as dead in 12 hours when you come back or mm-hmm. however many hours. And uh, get online, Google it. Um, trust me because I was like an idiot. You know, how long do you wait on a liver shot? How long do you wait on a gut shot? You know, how long on a, you know, on a punch shot, you know? Yeah. So, um just get on there and get them times in your head and know it. And um, just think, just think about. So you're sitting there in the truck, right? Mm-hmm. Think about all the hours that led up to that deer, right? So a hundred and so. Yeah. Okay. Now you gotta wait five hours in the truck. Yeah. And then you get your successful, or you wait no hours and you just wasted a hundred hours. Right. You know, what I mean, that's the way I look at it. Like every deer I've shot with a bow. The buck I shot with a shotgun, I waited. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I seen it go down. My last bow kill, I seen it go down. Uh, the Big Ten, the 430 buck, seen it go down. 
Homeboy did not see go down. Uh, the eight, the big tall uh, eight that with the shotgun a few years ago didn't see it go down. I weighed on all of them. Like I don't, I just, just, just like you do. It's cool just to sit in the stand and just. All right, I did it. Okay, let's just chill. Let's think about this. Where was my shot? Where was the buck at? Let's get this right before I get down. Let's really get an idea where. Okay, mm-hmm. where was the angle? You know, because that's stuff that when you get down, then you're like, okay, I got no blood. Now I really need to think about this. Yeah, because my buck was cording way more yeah. than what we thought. Yeah. And it, after we get down and look back at the yeah. stand, we're like, okay, he was cording way more than we thought. Yeah. So that's that's the things I do, you know. You've been patient enough to to wait to kill this deer. Right. And now you just have to be patient enough to, if you put a subpar shot, to let the deer do its thing, you know, bed up. And, I mean, if you send an arrow through a deer, unless it's high and you miss everything or super low, it's a dead deer. Right. If you send it through the guts, it's a dead deer. If you send it through one lung, people say they can live. But if you get one lung with a pass-through, I don't yeah. know, man. Uh, yeah, I would think it'd be dead. Yeah, I don't that'd know. Be a, that'd be a one Shoulder though. shot, not going to die. Unless you're no. shooting a high, a high pass-through rated you know, like a, like a veteran or a heavy fixed blade or something, you can blow through that shoulder. You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're shooting like a rear deploying mechanical, no. the deer's living. Yeah, you know, it ain't gonna get enough penetration. It's not gonna get enough, and especially so, on a big deer. You know, like a doe, you might be able to blow through a shoulder, but I mean, if you can blow through a cow femur bone five times, you can blow through anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, so. But yeah, there was. It's a successful hunt. Um, successful because you got a deer and because we learned so much i learned a lot tracking that deer like i i learned a lot you know okay this is where the shot was we really inspected that when we got there let's mm-hmm. really see yeah and then we were like okay and we got inside seeing what it hit I'm okay 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 so this deer died that long and then i was like dude if you would attract 10 foot of blood he'd have been gone yeah like if you literally would attract 10 if you would have went to where you couldn't see him anymore and went 10 foot Gone. Probably yeah. never found him. Because he, he was bedded on that hill, yeah. probably perched looking back right where he yeah. come from at what just hit him, you know, mm-hmm. just waiting for something else, and then he would have been gone. Yeah, he'd been gone forever. So you did the right thing, waiting. <laughs> I, like, stressed out. I was like, dude, just find <laughs> your arrow and go, just back out and just wait. Yeah. You know. Um, so that brings us up to the 16th. So opening day of shotgun, you want to run through that real quick because then next week, We'll be on the seventeenth when yeah. something happens. Sixteenth, I get to the stand. I'm trying to hang the dang camera arm. And it's, oh, that's your first time in that yeah. tree. <laughs> oh, boy, brutal. So in the dark. In the dark, and uh, before shooting light, giant deer, giant deer comes through. I can just see tines that I think are big. I can't like I can't. It's too dark, you know. Right. Because I like. I mean, when you go that far in. And you're that close to a feed field. I mean, when you're 100 yards from a feed field, I feel like you got to be in there early. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if I would have been in there then, that deer would have bumped and could have busted everything off the field, you know? Which, I mean, to get back there, you walked all the way through the timber. Yeah. You didn't walk on the I field. I walked through a field. Yeah, I yeah. went through a timber across a ravine, down past a creek. I mean, it's a long ways back there. It's yeah. 400 yards deep, 300, 350. Yeah. I mean, it's deep. Now, now that we moved it, yeah. It's deep in there. So... I get there, the the dang ratchet strap just barely fits, and I get it, and uh, I'm like, okay, I got it, and then here comes this giant deer. I know it's a buck, 
it's way before shooting light, probably 15 minutes. And uh, I look through the scope anyways. Like, <laughs> I just want to see what deer this is. And I can't tell. It's at like 50 yards too. I'm like, ah, oh, man. You know, 10, 10, 15 more minutes would have been closer. I could have really, you know, you know, seen what it was. Just get eyes on Mr. Freeze, you know. And then I get everything set up and I got finally got the tree arm on and I ratchet strapped my fourth arrow tool underneath <laughs> the bottom of the base and you can't like pull it out once no. it's in there. So Especially like, as tough as it is to get the damn yeah, strap so I'm like, on that I'm tree not anyway. unstrapping this thing because it took me 30 minutes to get this <laughs> gun. So I'm just like, I'm going to rip the tool off. So I rip the tool off. I get it kind of level in the dark. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll uh, I'll finish it when it gets a little lighter, you know. Drop my fourth arrow tool on the ground. I'm like, oh, sweet. Oh. So, so I'm like, do I climb down and get it or do I just send it? So I'm like, I'm going to climb down and get it. So I climb down and get it. That step, bro, that first step on that stand's like, <sighs> I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it sounds like a like my truck door. Oh, I mean, it's, <clears throat> you know, and uh, I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing anything. Get up there, level the camera arm. Ten minutes later, giant buck. High 150s, 160s, just boom, out of nowhere. And that thick stuff, same butt your oh. bucks are. And I get, like, one good look at him. I'm like, okay, shooter. I stand up. He's walking away. I grunt at him nothing i'm like okay he's walking away i got a good idea i got a good look at his frame i'm like okay that's definitely a shooter set there see seven does no more bucks and i'm like did I, we set set all day no we went and got lunch oh yeah we I went was, got lunch and yeah. then where did i set that eating go oh i went back there we, we both, both went. went back there yeah we both went back there i'm like i seen a shooter here today we both went back there and we seen no deer we kicked up two about 50 yards behind the stand. At like and, one in the afternoon. Yeah. And we've seen nothing the nothing. whole evening. And we're right by a feed field, which is like, what the hell? So I went to a stand the next day after seeing no deer from one o'clock on. Yep. And I was like, I'm going back there because I know this is where I need to be. And <clears throat> magic happens. So my opening day shotgun, I sat in the north corner, which we determined that that is the coldest stand we have uh, this year for deer activity. Two bucks shot of that stand. <laughs> Last two years? No. Three. Two out of three. Two out of three, yeah. Yeah, two out of three. This year's just... Shot 140s. <laughs> yeah. This year, I haven't even seen 140s out of it. Nope. Um, And then I hunted the honey set that night and didn't see a deer at all. Didn't see God. one deer opening day. On the whole piece. So and then the next day is just like light switch. Yeah, there's yeah deer Crazy. everywhere. So that is uh, right up to where we're gonna leave this one off and uh, pick it up here next week with uh, the podcast of Mister Freeze, which I'm sure everybody is anticipating coming out. Just so you guys know, uh, Mister Freeze, we uh, we're gonna podcast uh, a couple days ago. And we got 13 inches of snow, so yeah. the name is so fitting right now that the Mr. Freeze from Batman just came and just froze <laughs> us out, so we couldn't tell the story of Mr. Freeze. Right. So, so this deer's dead and still got a curse on us. Yeah, and uh, I'm Jack to tell you guys a story. So, hope um, you guys enjoyed our rut catch-up. Uh, <laughs> uh, How about recap? Catch-up just sounded like 
Yeah. You're talking about legit good oh, stuff there. Yeah. Okay, rut recap. And uh, homies, Boko, um, we're going to come at you next week with the story of Mr. Freeze. Finally, I know you guys are probably ready to hear it. So. Yep. Sorry we, it wasn't uh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> we got we to gotta keep them in order. All right. Uh, go out there and hunt. I know it's cold, but you're going to have some fun. You're going to make some memories. And uh, White Till Legacy is out.